When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com, code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with the shit. Truly, speak on it. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, whatever it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm -hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. Welcome back everybody to your favorite show, the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, David Bellard, your brother on your wealth-building journey. I'm here with my brother from another, my man, Jalen Clark. How you doing, dog? Man, I'm doing good, dog. I cannot complain. You went for the handshake. I gave you the day. Yeah, you did. But I, ain't gonna, I wasn't going to talk about it. The audience was going to see it, but it is what it is, man. Uh, I'm doing great here with another episode, man. I'm really just blessed. Humbled, happy to be here, honestly. Definitely, man. I feel you. Like I said, I don't look like what I've been through today, man. Today has been a challenge to get to the studio, but we here. (laughs) And we ready to give y'all what y'all came for, man. Because, look, we got to keep pushing this message. This is super important that we learn money so that we can change the narrative and the story of Will for our family. And with the couple that we got on today, y'all, they are like the embodiment of that. When I tell you, like, Probably some of my favorite people out here in the DFW, just like their story is empowering. Uh, Y'all have heard them and seen them on our podcast before. 
and you've seen them on social media. But um, before we get into it, I got to ask y'all to make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, comment, leave that five-star rating and review for your boys, and... At the time this happened, will Black Men Summit have happened no, already? It's going to be going into the week of Black Men okay, Summit. Okay, so if you haven't already, get your tickets to the Black Men Summit. Uh, Ariane, if you can, just throw that on the screen here at blackmensummit.com. Uh, we hosting Black Men Summit in Dallas, Texas on October 22nd. It is going to be an event for black men by black men. Uh, the Dad Gang, Black Wealth Renaissance, The Black Man Can, and uh, Black, black Menswear. We are partnering up to host a one-of-a-kind three-day event out here in Dallas for black men. uh, Definitely highly encourage you to be there. If you cannot come out in person, we do have in-person and live stream tickets available. So, again, y'all go to blackmensummit.com, and we love to see you there. Yes, sir. All right. Now, back to it, y'all. As I was stating a little bit earlier, before we had, you know, got got to self-plug, pay some bills, you know what I'm saying? Get Get y'all in the building. But... Again, this couple is some of my favorite people out here. They're originally from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, you were first introduced to them on our platform from that story of them paying off, I think it was like $120,000 of debt of in 14 months. And taking that now from where they've been from paying off this debt to where they are now is amazing. They've paid off all this debt, and now they've built a million-dollar cleaning business and now they're currently traveling the world. And if y'all can hear in the background, they got a beautiful little baby. Everybody's favorite rich niece. the first baby on the pod, y'all. Uh, <laughs> everybody's favorite rich niece, uh, Queen Alani. But we have none other than Anthony and Janoka Hartzog. How are y'all doing? A.K.A. the Hartrimony. We are doing good. I was going to ask, have we officially been on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. When? It was virtual. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was virtual. It was like, Oh, that was two years. Yeah, two years ago. No, it was, no, two, no, it was no. two years ago. It was like two years ago. Okay. Y'all were. Uh, I was trying to make we sure. We did it on Zoom. I think it was in oh. twenty. We probably still lived in Louisiana. Yeah, then. we did. Oh, okay. We it was a while. Okay, wow. feels like a long time ago. Twenty twenty is not that long ago, but yeah, yeah it does. Time, <laughs> a lot has happened since twenty twenty. Yeah, that's true. Yes, thank that's you guys true. for having us. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time, man. And thank you guys for bringing us back on, man, and just continuing yeah. to share great stories. No problem. <laughs> thank y'all for making the accommodations for us getting back and everything today. We really appreciate that as well. No doubt. Definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. I know y'all just had something occur with the family, so definitely appreciate y'all coming back. And um, again, it's always great to speak with you all. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's definitely been too long since y'all been on the platform. So I would love for y'all to give a reintroduction to yourselves. To our we are. Okay. Yes, yes. I go. Um, so I'm Janoka. Um, this is Anthony. We are from Brooklyn, New York. We live in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we did pay off $114,000 of debt in 23 months by side hustling and raising our income. And during that time, we started a cleaning business down here in Dallas, Texas, without cleaning any homes. And we teach people how to do the same. Once again, we have a cleaning business and we do not clean any homes. And that's Kind of a quick recap of who we are. And we've also had a daughter since then, as you guys may be hearing in the background. (laughs) Alani, she's been amazing. She's changed our life. And uh, our goal is to continue sharing the stories of, you know, what we're doing, you know, how we can help other people and create more impact. Mm -hmm. What's up? So, got to talk about the cleaning business, right? As Mm -hmm. Janoka just mentioned, you guys own a million-dollar cleaning business now. Congratulations on that. I think when we first met y'all, it was... No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was not that, but <laughs> y'all have never cleaned a house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But y'all have found a way to make a million dollars in this cleaning industry. Mm-hmm. 
can y'all talk about what even brought y'all to this industry? Because, like, I think too often we look at all these industries. You know, online money is sexy. Jalen got a shirt on that say online money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Uh, like, go, we go online, we sell digital products, all these different things. But cleaning business has been around for a long time, and mm-hmm. it's not going nowhere. Yeah. I looked into it. It's a $74 billion industry. I was about to say it's a billion-dollar industry. It's a 74 billion. <laughs> like, when you think about it, I mean, this is needs-based. Yeah. As long as people enter buildings, they're going to need to be clean because mm-hmm. people are dirty. I mean, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> like, so how did y'all, what brought y'all to that industry in the first place? Podcasting. Yeah. But go ahead, a podcast really. So mm-hmm. I also want to, I also want to clarify too, because you got the online money shirt. This is an online based business. Yeah. So you ever heard of drop shipping, where there is a person who needs a product, there's a person who supplies a product, and all they do is just match the people. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we do with our cleaning business. It's just like Uber. There's a person who drives a car. There's a person who has a platform. It's a person who needs that that service. Platform is the online. Business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what we do. We're an online business, and I was just listening to a podcast about a kid who was he was actually cleaning houses um, in college college, just trying to pay off his debt and I reached out to him this is 2017 and he was like yo just you know this is what I do Um, this is how I started it and a little bit of game is Facebook so I was just like all right go thank you and (laughs) I took the information started looking more into it and I kind of got down a rabbit hole of like this drop shipping for cleaning businesses Mm -hmm. and local service-based businesses so not just cleaning businesses this is handyman this is lawn care this was pet sitting this was like everything that's a local um, service-based business I was like there are people doing this service where you know like I said there's a there's a cleaner there's a person who needs their home clean there's a platform and I just started digging into that and I bought the idea to Janoka and she was like I ain't cleaning nobody's house yeah <laughs> immediately no but it's a good thing to note that this was our first business ever so we yeah. had never even discussed having a business what a business would look like anything like that so it was kind of like what why would we do that why are we starting a business what's the reason so mm-hmm. many questions attached to why I said no. And remember, our goal was just to pay off that debt. So I was like, if we could just get a few contracts and just help us pay off one bill here and there, that would be that would get us a lot further along. Mm-hmm. So as we got more into this journey, and I bought, I was like, listen, all right. First time I bought it to her, it was just an idea. The second time I bought it to her, it was more like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're gonna get the platform up and running, and here's how we're gonna create this business without actually cleaning. And she was like, all right, let's let's give it a shot. Yeah. And that's what's kind of got things rolling for us. We gave it a shot. We got it up and running in one month. One month? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, we got it up and running in one month. And today we've over a million dollars in sales. And at the time that you guys started, you were still side hustling and working full-time jobs, correct? Correct. And I still work a full-time job. <laughs> um, I so, don't. yeah, he doesn't anymore. But, yeah, we both had nine-to-fives. We both had jobs outside of our nine-to-five. And then this cleaning business... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Was another job technically that, was dogs <laughs> that we started. Too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we could go. We were we were watching dogs on Rover.com. Uh, we had our cars on Turo.com back in the day. This is 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, mm-hmm. before there was a course or an outline for this stuff. And uh, we were working at a gym, at Equinox. Um, I'm a I'm a mental health therapist, so we were work. I was working as a like a private therapist at an office. I was mm-hmm. going in after work, so we were doing all the things because the goal was to um, pay off the debt. 
Yeah. So that's, anything that we could do that still allowed flexibility, we were doing. That's, I, I kind of want to yeah. highlight that the fact that y'all weren't afraid to put in the work that was needed to obtain the dreams that y'all wanted. And I think, once again, we, we've stressed this on our platform with social media, we're sold this fantasy that, yo, I can just do this one thing with minimal amount of work and I can obtain what other people are doing. They might mm-hmm. see y'all on these trips and everything like that now, but they didn't see the work that y'all had to do outside of doing a nine to five, mm-hmm. walking dogs, mm-hmm. going through the mental health, actually working at a gym. Like, with every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. That's the thing that a lot of people miss is the actual work that is needed to obtain that freedom. Yep. So I, I really always appreciate y'all for highlighting that part because we, we got away from that. And I think that the work is the most important part to understand that you need to put this in so you can obtain those long-term goals. Bro, that's, and that's why we share that part of the story before we share like the money and, and things we've done since then. Because even when we do like, we do like master classes, we like to show, here's a picture of us working at the gym. Here's when mm-hmm. my car got wrecked on Turo. Here's when we was like, mm-hmm. we were tired and we had five dogs in the house on the weekend. Like who wants to have an apartment with five yeah. dogs in it? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. nobody not wants to do that. do that. And now when you're not a dog person, we're not dog we people. Not, we're not people animal people at all. New, no, really? New Yorkers are not dog people. No. We have a dog. We have a dog, but I like my dog. I'm not gonna ever. You're not gonna see me in the street. I'm not a kid person. Let me see your dog. That's not me. I'm not a kid person, but I like my kids. I thought y'all like dog people. Like absolutely not. New Yorkers are not dog people. What made y'all get over this? It was just something he heard on the podcast. podcast. <laughs> it was just like people making money from Because it. when I was thinking about all these side hustles in 2017, there wasn't really many black people in like the debt-free community, at least that I was aware of. Mm-hmm. So the more I dove into it, I saw people like, all right, listen to this podcast. Listen to this podcast. Here's what people are doing. And I was like, okay, what can we do with the resources we have today? Yeah. I was like, we got a dog. And I, I was, was working from home. I work she was working from home. Time. I was yeah. like, would you mind just bringing one more dog in? And she's like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, it was like, like four dogs in the house. Dog here. And then, we, then we started having regulars. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta push yeah. it. So I was like, wait, one more dog won't hurt us. And our dog was really scared of other dogs at the time. So he yeah. brought more dogs so socializing in. For him and he was getting so, he became sociable. And next thing you know, we have four or five dogs on the weekend. Because it was some of our regulars. So just sit up and like, sure, we'll take it. Because we yeah. know this one gets along with this one. So it became a thing. It was like four or five dogs in and we just kept kind of pushing the envelopes all right we got you know her car in Toro let's put my car in Toro and like I said our goal was just to start paying off that debt so the more little things that we were putting together the less thing we had like we still traveled a lot when we're trying to pay off this debt so 
we didn't have to cut back our expenses too much. So all those side hustles allowed us to pay off our debt and continue to travel. Mm -hmm. And even with the cleaning business, we didn't have to take money out the cleaning business. So that thing was just like its own little machine working on its own. And we didn't have to take any money out of it. So next thing you know, when we look back, you know, two years in, we say, oh, we got a nice little checking account over here that we could Mm -hmm. take from. So everything that we did kind of compounded upon the next. Mm -hmm. And I love that it took, like Jalen was saying, yeah, this stuff didn't happen overnight. It mm-hmm. took five no. years for all this to get to the point that it is right. now. So with the cleaning business, I want to get back into it more. Um, what? How do you start that? Like, how do you yeah. start your own cleaning business? Because, I mean, you mentioned Uber and mm-hmm. uh, these other different platforms where basically you're essentially just the online hub mm-hmm. for this. So how do you start that? Yeah. So the first thing you got to do is find out. Um, depends on your market, too. So. If you are really trying to start this from ground zero, all you really need to do is just find one cleaner because all the clients will come. That's the hardest part about this Mm -hmm. game is that we say finding the cleaners is the most challenging part, but finding one cleaner could change your life. Uh, We've been working with this one lady, Anita, and she's made our company over $300,000 at this point. Mm -hmm. And she's been with us for what, two and a half years now? No, 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 longer. She's been with us probably long. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. She's like one of y'all first cleaners? Yeah, she's one of the first few months, a year, at least before we hit a year, she's been with us. So we say one cleaner could change your life. So you find that one cleaner that that understands the business and wants to lock in with you. She's like, I'll put my clients aside and I'll start hiring if you guys give me more work. Mm -hmm. Because she was working with a big cleaning company out here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. So you find that one cleaner and that's the hardest part about the game. So you find those cleaners on, uh, we started with Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. So I was in a lot of like DFW jobs, DFW hiring. DFW labor, DFW wages, like all these Dallas-based groups. And I'm posting like three to five times. I don't do that anymore. But I was posting Mm -hmm. like three to five times a week Every single night, just the same job ad, same job ad, because it's a it's a numbers game. Some of them like no advertising, but I was very mindful of the ones yeah. that were that were um, actively allowing you to advertise. So I'm doing that every single night. So Facebook groups, I'm on Nextdoor.com, which is a local platform. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for people who say, "Hey, my cleaner needs more work." Those are the best people because now they're a referral, and also the cleaner obviously needs more work. So I'm on Nextdoor.com. I'm on Facebook. We want Craigslist. Believe mm-hmm. it or not. People are still finding work on Craigslist. Yep. I'm posting that same job ad on, on back then. It was free, but I'm doing that three to five times a night. And my goal is just get, to get people to apply to this job posting. Mm-hmm. And then once you get them on the phone, that was Usually just kind of close. Explain, them. Yeah, explaining to them what the process is, what it looks like, how they get a percentage, and how it would work. Because they're contractors. We only work with contractors. We don't have employees currently, or we never had employees. Um, so they basically have freedom to do what they like. Just mm-hmm. do the job clean and a lot of people like that I just want to show up it's kind of you know I just want to show up do my job and leave <laughs> like me and my 9 to 5 I just want to show up mm-hmm. and that's it I don't want to do the marketing I don't want to do the customer service or anything and that's why they continue to work with us because of that so I got a question what made you guys' company so appealing to Anita to say you know what I'm leaving these other people and mm-hmm. I'm come work with y'all that's a good question um, I think just I say this all the time when I'm speaking to people and people laugh and I'm like you have to be nice to people I mean be respectful to people seriously because she and many of our contracts have said that they've worked with other companies but the you know people treat them bad mm-hmm. like they'll talk nasty to them or like curse at them Tell and you, stuff man. like that and we don't do that. We pay them a higher percentage. They get 60% of the job. We get 40% um, because they're doing the work. But think about it. They may do two jobs a day. We have 11 jobs going a day, a day right? So that 40% ends up adding up on our side. Um, so they like that. They get paid really well. When you break it down hourly, it's usually no less than $39 an hour. 
Okay. With my masters, I won't be getting that. So <laughs> let's be very clear. <laughs> they get paid really well. Um, getting paid well, just being personable and respectful to them and just giving them enough work, I think, has kept them around um, and just being upfront. We're very vocal with them. This is what's going well. This was not going well and back and forth. There's times when people have personal issues and ask, can I get a pay ahead of time? We would pay. So things like that, just... I think being a human being, if you will, um, mm-hmm. helps them to stick around and and stay with our company. And I think both of us have a managerial experience and working mm-hmm. with people. And we'll see conversations between our students. Like, that's not how you talk to somebody, man. Right, right. But it's like, oh, well, you never had experience managing people, managing personalities, managing personnel. So that goes a long way in our business. Like, mm-hmm. Janoke will hop on the phone and like, listen, get, and she'll be straightforward with you. Like, we're straight shooters. Like, listen, yeah. you know that, you know you shouldn't have done that. Like, this yeah. is how we run our business. This is how you get paid. And I'm like, you know what I write? You know, I messed up. So, being personable, to, it mm-hmm. goes a long way in this business, in this mm-hmm. industry. I'm glad you highlighted that, too, because sometimes people think being personable is always being nice. Oh, it's it not. Does, it's not <laughs> oh, no. Nice. It just so. means knowing how to handle people the appropriate way. Exactly. You can't be nice and deliver bad news all right. the time, right? Because no. if you're trying to be too nice, you might end up trying to sugarcoat it, and now you're hurting your business in the long run. Yeah, it's a business. That's the thing. It's a business at the end of the day, so... Just like my manager, if they got something to say, they're going to say it. <laughs> they're going to tell me. That doesn't mean they don't like me. It's just like, okay, this is a business here at work. This is impacting it, however. So it's the same same concept. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to ask, so since y'all have contractors, do y'all give them a SOP on how your guys' business should be ran? So we give them SOPs on... Something so we can't tell them how to clean, mm-hmm. we can tell them what to clean. So we say, This is what we do in our business, like, this is what the difference is between a deep cleaning and a standard cleaning. Like, and yeah. we had to learn that stuff. We just took that from our competitors. We said, All right, what are they What are they doing in their business? What can we do in our business? It's not like we knew how to do this stuff, mm-hmm, right? Um, y'all never clean, never clean. So we didn't know what a deep cleaning was, what a standard cleaning was, mm-hmm. post construction, things like that. So we'll tell them, Here's what we include in our deep cleaning, what do you include in yours, yeah. and if it matches in the interview, perfect. If it doesn't, we just say, hey, this is what we do. You could kind of do that as well. Um, so we do give them the SMPs and things like that. But how to clean? No, we'll just mm-hmm. tell them this is what we do in our business. So yeah. like we'll tell, we'll ask questions in the interview that kind of lets them know how we run our business. So we won't we'll say things like, All right, if you get to a door and there's no key, what do you do? If the first thing you do is say, Call us, like we can't work with you because you're not even thinking outside the box. We need you to be independent. So let me give you guys an example. If I ask you, if you got to a client's home and they said they were gonna leave the key. And there's no key. What would you do? I'm calling the client. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Call client, I'll probably look under a rock. There we go. Those, those are the two. That's what we want to hear. You guys are hired. <laughs> and the first thing you say is you call. You got to be independent. You got to be independent. You got to yeah. be able to think on your feet in this business. So maybe like, it's if, in the mailbox. Maybe it's somewhere else. You know? Yeah, they said leaving the door. key. There's, yeah. a, there's a rug right here. Let's check under the rug. I'm calling the client. So those are the things we want to hear. So that's the questions we ask on an interview to find out if you are an independent thinker or do you need us to hold your hand? Because if you need us to hold your hand, we can't work with you or we need to pay you less. So Got you. So it's like you guys aren't providing them directions. You're giving them standards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Got you. Got you. And Janoka, you mentioned something that I wanted to highlight um, with your the business model, right? Y'all giving them 60% and y'all keeping 40 because mm-hmm. uh, y'all not doing the work. This is a super scalable model, right? Mm-hmm. What they're doing is not scalable in a sense, right? Unless sense. you get mm-hmm. employees. But you only can work so many hours. That's but with you thing. guys, <laughs> you can work. You don't have to. You don't work. have 20, 30 cleaners in a day. And right. y'all not doing the cleaning. So I've right. got to ask, like, how are you getting... 
people through the door? I know Anthony mentioned the jobs will come, but how are you getting people through the door? The clients? Yes. Oh, the clients are coming in because we market online. So the main, where do you go when you want to look up something? Google. With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Google. So we market on Google. Where else do people look? Generally, probably like, yep, yep. Yeah. Those are our top two. <laughs> you guys are hired, man. Let's go. <laughs> they, already got, they already got the model. Those are our top two places that we market: Google, Yelp, but you can market with Thumbtack, Angie's, it's all these places. And so, building the social proof is the biggest thing. So, when you're going to hire someone, you probably look to see their reviews, right? And so, we're very specific on making sure we have reviews up there, pictures, things like that. And that's how we find the clients. Literally, marketing ourselves, you have to put marketing dollars behind it. But what company doesn't? Um, you know, I have Target and Macy's that email me every day, three times a day. That so they're mar- that's how they market. And, and there's commercials that I see every day. Hello. Mm-hmm. So Victoria's Secret every single day. So we have to put marketing dollars behind that to, you know, be at the top and things like that. And people leave us reviews and they go on and read it and say, OK, I like what I hear. I like what I see. And then they'll book us online. So that's what, how uh, we get our clients. A, a potential student had asked us. Is like, how do I know you guys have a real business and you guys say what you're going to do? So we obviously post the numbers and stuff like that, but we, we don't post our business itself anymore because we don't, that's not how we get clients. Like Instagram is not how we get clients for our business. So we don't even mm-hmm. talk about the actual name of the business, but if you look, you could find it. And she's like, wow, you guys are rated one of the top businesses in Dallas. And it's like, yeah, because we, we are very intentional about that social proof. A lot of the mom and pop shops, like we said, our um, contractors, they do the job and they leave. They're not thinking about getting reviews mm-hmm. on Yelp or Google. They're not and asking for that. They're stuff. not asking for that. So mm-hmm. After every clean, you're getting at least three messages. The cleaning went well. You're getting at least three messages. Hey, how do we do? Would you mind leaving us a review rating on Yelp or Google? And that's, we get, we try to get at least five reviews every single week. So when business. you say messages, Anthony, I want to get a little grain. Are we yep. talking emails, emails and text? Oh, you're getting everything. Both. Right after cleaning is done, you're getting, that's another thing too, customer service is key. So after every single cleaning, you are getting a phone call from our operations manager okay. or our customer service VA that mm-hmm. says, hey, we just know that the cleaner left your home was make sure everything was satisfied, be, satisf- uh, satisfactory because number one, if it wasn't, you want to get on it. You want to be on the ass right after that. Mm-hmm. You want to be like, all right, how mm-hmm. can we make sure we rectify this before, before they write a review. you write a review, a negative <laughs> review. So it works both ways. So right after yeah. they're cleaning, they get a call. If they don't answer the phone, we're sending them a text message too to try to find out how that cleaning was. Yeah. Um, let's say worst case scenario, it didn't go well. We talk to the client, we find out what happened to the cleaner and our goal is to get out there and rectify the, the cleaning that was done. And most of the time our cleaners are okay with that because they've been in the industry. Um, and if it did go well, hey, we, we're, ha- we're happy that things went well. Would you mind leaving us a review? Most of the time they say yes. They go about their day, they forget. So if we do that at least two to three times, they'll be like, all right, I got you guys. I'm going to go on Yelp or Google and write you guys this review. Yeah. So like, I kind of want to go back to the origin. You mm-hmm. said it, you know, you spoke to the guy in college. Yeah. 
what was after that because there was no courses on this anything mm -hmm. did you think about joining one of those like uh franchise type cleaner things or was it always just you know what, 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 what is janikin janikin yeah janikin yeah. Janik that's so funny everybody mentions that's the only franchise cleaner that's, that's the only one that i know of that's a, that's what a lot of people mention it's not that's not a bad thing that's yeah. good for them because maybe they need competition some of our coaches <laughs> some of our coaches like you guys need to compete with them no. who's like we never think about that always mention janikin um, <laughs> no we didn't i didn't even know what that was back then. i had no idea that there was a franchise that that did um that did that so yeah I was just joining a bunch of Reddit groups and I saw like people starting local service-based businesses mm -hmm. and I just started picking up information and that's really what it was. Mm -hmm. so, so taking that and, you know, being this was your first business, what was like some of the hardest things for y'all whenever y'all were getting started to actually get it up off the ground? Um, I think the hardest thing was the money that went into it because you're not seeing the return right away, mm -hmm. at least for me. Um, I think he was just like, well, no, we got to put it in and then we'll see the return. And I'm like, okay. Especially since y'all trying to pay off debt. At yeah, time. we're trying to pay off debt. And it's like, no, we got to throw $500 on Thumbtack, which is another place where you can market at. And I'm like, what? That don't make no sense. You ain't getting no leads. Nobody answered for a week, you know. So the marketing, I think, was the biggest challenge for me. And now we say marketing is a, what investment, not an, an investment, not expense. Right, because mm. it's necessary. It, it at least for the online, the way that we run it, it's necessary. We're not walking into anybody's churches or supermarkets handing out flyers. So there's no other place somebody's gonna find us unless we market online. So um, that was a big challenge for us, the marketing part of it. And I was saying treating it like a business. Yeah, treating it like a business. Because when we first started, it was really just a side hustle for us. And as we grew and scaled, we realized, all right, this is actually turning into something that you start feeling like it's a business. You start feeling like, all right, this is gonna be my nest egg down the line. This is gonna be my freedom fund. This is gonna be my, my FU money, whatever you wanna call it. Mm -hmm. So I would say treating it like a business, um, which is why we tell people, when you first go in, just think about this long-term. Don't think about this for the next year. Think about three to five years. Because yeah. you'll be further than us in three to five. You guys already know. We got students who are killing yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like, you'll be... personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, you'll be further than us in two years. Just treat this as a business versus a side hustle, especially when you start. Yeah, because if you think about it, nobody teaches you how to be a business person. A business owner, A business yeah. owner? Like, there's, I don't know. Maybe there's a business school. Don't maybe there's a... No, no, not... Maybe there's a course. Gotta, I don't know. something you got to learn. I don't... Yeah, maybe it's something you got to learn. But yeah. I'm just saying, nobody teaches you that. So mm -hmm. you... Who teaches you to change your mindset unless you're around that, right? Mm -hmm. You have no idea. You're just like, all right, I'm starting this. <laughs> so that is also part of it, like changing your mindset, I think, um, was a challenge. Yeah. I'm glad you touched on that. So, like... Whenever y'all started changing this, the mindset of it being a side hustle to being a business, mm -hmm. did y'all start changing some of y'all circle? Did y'all start hanging out with different people? Or was it like you spending more time in online forums with people in the cleaning industry, anything like that? Yeah, I would say it was a mixture of both, like online and in person. So I would probably say 20, this is 2017, 2019 mm -hmm. is when we started really taking it seriously. Because we, we paid off our debt December 2018. So we paid off our debt. We got more money. It's like, all right, we got this extra money. We got this business that's starting to grow. How can we reinvest the funds back into the mm -hmm. business? So I think getting around like-minded individuals was huge for us. Um, well, at least for me. She was like, go do whatever you want to do. But Yeah, I just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like getting around people who own businesses, who are doing, not even just the cleaning business, because you can learn so much from them, but how to change your mindset as, a, as an entrepreneur was, was huge for us. And that happened around like 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. 
So I kind of want to get into that investor mindset and stuff like that, right? So once y'all paid off the debt in 2018, was it, okay, we dropping all these other side hustles or did y'all kind of keep some of those things going on to start investing? Mm -hmm. We kept everything. (laughs) Really? The only thing that he had stopped working at Equinox before then, Mm -hmm. and then we started paying his car in 2017, I think August and paid it off July 2018 and once we paid it off he was like my car is off that platform <laughs> so uh-huh. one year it took us to pay it off and then that was it so those that was done for him but I didn't stop at Equal. I actually became like I was working the front desk I became like a manager there at Equinox <laughs> while having my 9 to 5 I didn't stop until like a week before uh, the pandemic started really? yeah because we moved a little further away from the location I was working at and it was just too far um, and then a week later the world shut down so I was still doing Equinox we were still doing dogs but we were only taking our reoccurrings the ones that came all the time um i was still working at the private practice so we didn't stop anything really besides the things that we stopped even before we paid off the debt so 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 now from that y'all shifted into actually becoming investors what does that look like for y'all actually starting to invest in the stocks i think did y'all buy y'all property 2019 or 2020 2020 2020. we're two years in yeah so 2020 is when we bought that we bought that about, I think, September of 2020. So what does that look like shifting into becoming investors for y'all? Yeah, because we were using our time to create money. And that was the biggest shift, I think. I realized that shift early on. Like, you, you only got so much time. Mm-hmm. But if you use your money to create money or use your mind to create money, that's unlimited, essentially. So when she's going to the gym, I'm like, you, you're only making, what's it, 11 hours? Eventually, eleven, I eleven dollars an hour. So we were making nine dollars an hour. Manager that gave you eleven. Mm-hmm. This is the highest end gym in the world. Yeah, it is. No shade to them. They were really nice people, but this is the highest yeah, end gym in the world. Dallas thing. I know New York ain't paying no nine dollars an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, you're expensive to him. Too much. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we're using our time to create nine dollars an hour. I'm like, if you sat down and did something at home, You'll could you create that, that same nine dollars an hour? Right. So even the online therapy that she was doing, it was okay. Okay. Oh, it's okay, little mama. It's okay. Yeah. But it, I think it also was the uh, free membership that I enjoyed, too. We got free membership. So when we started creating more income with our minds and our, than our actual time, that's when the true shift started happening. So when I got her to buy into an investment, I was like, well, why would we only get $500 in cash for a month where the cleaning business is bringing in way more than that? I was like, these, mm-hmm. now we're starting to diversify our income. Mm-hmm. And once I got that mindset shift for her, it was like, all right, well, how can we create more income? It's like, all right, we're going to create more income with digital products. We started that in 2020, too. Yep. 2020, we started creating digital products. That started bringing in more revenue. The cleaning business started investing in that more. That started bringing in more revenue. Um, we bought another investment property. So that's when our mindset, mindset, mindset shift started happening around 2020, gotcha. right before the world shut down, essentially. And- I kind of wanted to ask with the paying off of debt. I know we're talking about y'all transitioning into the investor side of things. Mm-hmm. When you paid off that debt, can we talk about like the impact on y'all personal finances of uh-huh. not having to pay oh, X that. amount of dollars to a debt and having this money freed up? What, yeah. what was that experience like for y'all? I think mm-hmm. he, I think he briefly said it, but we had all this extra money now, right? I say extra because it's the money that you work for it's your money right Mm -hmm. um but it feels extra because you were thrown into debt all this time so now january comes around we paid off in december like for my 30th birthday january comes around and we're like well what do we do with all this money did you celebrate yeah 
We celebrated in May. We went to Maldives in Dubai. We did celebrate. <laughs> so eventually, like months later, but that was also our, our wedding anniversary too. But yeah, just figuring out what we do with this money was, and I say it like that because it feels weird to say, but eventually that's why, okay, we can spend, put more into stock market or let's put mm-hmm. more towards the business. Let's, let's do this. Let's do that. So that's, that's how we went about it. But we did have that conversation like, okay, we got this extra money now. What's uh, next? I'm going to give you the exact number. So we paid up $114,000 in 23 months. That is $4,900 a month thrown on towards average. debt on average. Are you serious? $4,900 a month throwing towards debt. Don't, so, don't let that go over y'all heads. That's somebody's <laughs> monthly salary. <laughs> so we're putting Shoot, this that's to, more than my monthly salary. We're putting this towards <laughs> debt every single month. Some months, like I got a bonus at my job. My bonus is like 10,000, 15,000 and we'll throw it right to that. debt. How many people would take that money? It's like, you know what? I'm going to spend some. I mean, we took that whole check and just threw it towards debt. So mm-hmm. some months was 15,000. Some months was 10,000. And that was $4,900 a month. We just gave ourselves a $5,000 a month raise, $60,000 a year. By just paying off that debt. Hmm. That first month, you got extra $5,000, five racks. What are you going to do? Like, I'm going to turn up. I'm a, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we said he's going to go do a nice trip for our anniversary. And the rest yeah. of us are like, all right, let's continue to grow this money. Let's continue to grow this wealth. So that's hmm. what that looked at looked like when we paid off the debt. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Okay, before we get into our next question, next segment, I do want to take a time to highlight our sponsor for today's episode. If you're an accounting or finance professional, You're probably on the lookout for tools that won't just make your job easier, but will add value to your clients too. Today, we're highlighting one of those tools, JustWorks, a professional employer organization. Here's how they can help. With JustWorks, your clients get best-in-class payroll, HR tools, compliance support, and access to a rich suite of employee benefits all in one platform. JustWorks also provides 24-7 expert support that's available both to your clients and their employees. As a JustWorks partner, you get free third-party admin access to your client's dashboard and seamless integration with QuickBooks and Xero. You'll also get access to a partner relationship management tool for real-time updates and reporting on referrals. Plus, you'll get paid for referrals that become just work customers or forego the referral bonus and pass on the savings to your customers. Find out how JustWorks can help your clients by going to JustWorks.com partners. That's JustWorks.com partners for more info. But no, man, that's that's major. Imagine a $60,000 a year raise just from paying off debts. That's crazy. So I want to talk to y'all more about the discipline it yeah. took for y'all to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, I think, something that many of us would... I know Anthony, you said, man, we got extra five racks. We could turn yeah. it off. Like, what was it like to, as a couple sitting here and being like, you know what? We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. I think it was easy at that point. After we went through the process of the 23 months of paying off the debt, the discipline was there. It was like a no-brainer at that point. Like we see the res- we saw the results, right? Mm-hmm. If we just stick with it um, and working together, what we can do. So why why mess that why mess us up mess that up now? Sorry. Are you good? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of want to highlight that 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 journey of the savings part because I know we just got really deep into the cleaning. 
what did that look like? Like, what made y'all why so strong that, you know, y'all said we're going to commit for these 23 months. We're going to make sure that we do everything possible. We're going to work these extra jobs. What made that why so strong that y'all had to get out of that debt? Oh, oh. I was just going to say it didn't start that way. <laughs> we didn't start off saying, OK, we're going to pay off this 114 in 23 months. It was like he brought the idea. I said, no. <laughs> so, so, it's a song dance. It's a dance. I'm like, what's the reason we paying off debt? We paying our bills fine. There's no, you know, everything is going fine. Like, what is the I? And at that time, to be honest, I've never heard of anybody paying off their debt. So it was kind of like, what's the reason? Why are we doing this? Why are we getting paid? To be a hundred percent, y'all are the first black couple that I was introduced to to the concept of being debt free. Right. Like seeing y'all's story was like the first time. Like. You can do that, you know, like right, and it's like, duh, you can pay off debt, but nobody does it, right? Mm-hmm. And that was my thing. I'm like, no, nobody's paying off debt. We can, we'll be fine. These loans will be fine. They can sit here, like me being a mental therapist with Obama's plan, will get paid off in ten years. There's no rush. Like, <laughs> let's just do that. But then we eventually both got on board and we started paying. And I think three months in, we had paid off maybe about twelve thousand dollars. Then we were like, hmm. Can we pay this off by a certain time frame? And I just threw it out there. I was like, well, let's just do it by my 30th. Like, just and let's just like, go for it. I was like, it's a wrap. And I'm like, <laughs> ah. and I remember I spoke to one of my friends. She was like, wow, that's like, that's serious. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to do it, but <laughs> <laughs> let's just go for it. Uh-huh. And and that's kind of how, how it went. But originally it wasn't like this goal. It just was, we're going to pay it off. Right. But, um, and then David, then, like you said, it was like, we were one of the first people that you saw. And it was like, we know we weren't the first people to do this, but it's right. like, if we could find and impact one more person, that's like, yo, I never thought this was possible. And they start doing it. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it was at that point. It's like, how can we help and impact more people by sharing our journey through this debt freedom? How many times you had to go to her to convince? Uh, probably a few. I don't know. It was know. more like traveling. It's like, all right, let's slow that down. That was my biggest thing. Yeah. It's like, we don't need to go to this event because you get friends and family. You feel like you got to be there for everything. I was like, babe. Yeah, we had just left New York was- too. And um, we go back home yeah. a lot. So that that was another thing. I was like, let's skip this trip. Let's skip this. And it, we, we wasn't skipping too much, but it was like, yeah. let's just get re- realigned. One trip here, one trip there. You're saving like $1,000. It, right. it adds up. It adds it up. Adds it adds up. Even if like when you go to New York, we're staying by my mother. So you're not paying for that. But you got to pay for the flight. You got to pay for the Ubers. You got to pay, pay for food because you know, you're going out. Everybody want to see you. So it does add up. I would say that. So it was like every couple months, just a realignment. And uh, one of the important things is that we had a debt-free meeting every single Sunday like we realigned our budget we realigned our goals um, and every single month every we did a meeting every single Sunday and every month we had like a bigger meeting it was like alright where's the debt Where are we still on track are we still trying to meet this goal so yeah. that alignment meeting was very important every single every single week and every single month so Anthony and Janika one thing I love about you guys like y'all don't like I look at y'all in y'all relationship we kind of just talking about it off camera um, like y'all didn't let other people kind of determine how things should go in your relationship. And I think that's really important uh, when it comes to your family and your own, your own situation. Y'all were married almost six years before having a kid. Can y'all mm-hmm. kind of speak to that experience? Cause you know, everybody kind of tells you you get married and then you're just supposed to have kids. Like, mm-hmm. It's probably a southern thing. <laughs> southern thing yeah. Probably so. And I'm kidding. But no, we, um, 
We got married and then we moved down here to Dallas. So we got married in May 2016, moved to Dallas June 2016. So that was already like, okay, we need to get acclimated as a couple in a new city and just even being married, right? Um, And so I don't think there ever was a rush for either of us because we enjoyed and and still enjoy life without a baby, okay? Life changes. (laughs) So it was always like, oh, we think you're ready. Nah, because we were, you know, we got to a point we said when we pay off the debt, because we said we were going to do that when I turned 30, we're like, let's have a kid then. We're like, sure. Paid off the debt, we're like, mm, I don't know if we're ready for that yet. <laughs> let's enjoy this a little bit because somebody going to take up all our money in one shot if we have a baby. So that's kind of how it's been. We've just been aligned with each other, just had conversations like, okay, we're ready now. Are we not? What is like? I don't think you're ever like fully prepared, if you will, but there's stages in your life where you feel more equipped than before. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it was with us. Yeah, and I think another, like you mentioned, like not letting those external pressures Pressure yeah. you to do something you're not ready for. So mm-hmm. I moved down to Dallas. Like, oh, you got to get a house. Right. Like, Why do we have to get a house? Because we moved down to Dallas. Like, no, yeah. we're going to live our life the way we're supposed to live it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, you moved to Dallas. You got to get a nice car. I did fall into that one. So it's like, <laughs> you on the road a lot. You a director now. You make more money. Yeah. You can't. I was pulling up to my job as the highest paid person, but the... The, the oldest car, I guess. <laughs> it's like, nah, you, you was pulling up in it. I had a Honda. I had a Honda Accord. It was paid you know off. It was paid off. It was, it was that's fine. one of my that's one of my financial regrets is not keeping that car. Mm. But I fell into the I was just talking about not falling into peer pressure norms, but I fell into pressure norms of getting a new car. So I think not allowing those external pressures into our marriage and our, our business, our finances and our life has kind of kept us grounded. Yeah, essentially. Because they ain't paying the bills in my house. And They're who not. gonna take care of my child? You tell, ask me for a baby. Are you gonna take care? Of we tell parents. <laughs> we tell parents. We tell godparents. We tell aunts, uncles, cousins. Like y'all ain't in the house. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, when is number two coming? Yeah, when is number two coming? It's gonna be like, oh, when so is, cute. And when is number two coming? <laughs> not right now, unless you <laughs> putting in on this. Right. Unless y'all putting in on this. Must so, be. <laughs> so not allowing those pressures that has been yeah. huge in our life, though. Mm. O- overall, too. In general, yeah. I actually remember my question from earlier. Inside joke. No, it was actually related to the meetings that y'all spoke about. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I was like going to go yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So I do remember. Ah, okay. Those meetings play into what we yes. just kind of spoke about. Yes. Right? The fact that you guys sat there every Sunday and like talked about where you were yeah. and mm-hmm. put plan that out. Can we kind of talk about that just a little bit more? Like the yeah. thought process behind that, even the strategy, like what, what y'all were doing. Yeah. So it was, I mean, now we just call it family meetings since we still do it. Um, Cause before it was like budget meetings and stuff, but it was a way to check the temperature for all things. Cause <clears throat> like I said, at the beginning, I wasn't really on board with paying off the debt. So it was just kind of checking in to make sure that maybe he wasn't being too pushy. We didn't feel like we were overspending that we were like still, um, cause we were doing all these other side hustles. Are we still spending time with each other as a married couple? How is work? going you know all things is what it was and so that's why we continue to do it to this day because with life happening so quickly uh baby businesses podcasts all these other things it's easy to forget about the core right the core of who we are and what we have going on together so do you guys know the number one reason for divorce 
I was gonna say finances, but I'm wondering if it's anything else. No, it's finances. It. <laughs> so if we know if we know what the problem is, why not focus on what the potential problem could be? If we yeah. talk about the problem every single week, every single month, and just make sure we're on top of it, it's less likely to happen. Yeah. Because what you focus on grows. So if we're focusing on our finances, how can we make sure we're aligned? Are you thinking? All right, do you want to travel? Am I being too? Because one of our challenges too is like Janoka's more of a a uh, spender, and I'm more of a saver. If you would just kind of use those terms, and it's like, all right. Am I being Am I hoarding the money Not in a A negative way But am I being Too tight with the money Or am I not giving you The freedom to do things That you want to do So having these Constant family meetings Allow us to have Those conversations All the time about it So mm-hmm. um, Having that temperature check Like she said Was very important And still doing it To this day mm-hmm. It's in a different form now We don't do this Structured and detailed But we still have them Just to make sure That y'all on top of it Yeah, yeah. I think that's huge. And one of the things Janoka said, business is, mm-hmm. you guys have purchased a VA business as well, right? Do y'all yes, still have we that? We yes, still have we it. Really? Can we talk about that as well? Like, yeah. what did that look like acquiring another business? Yeah. If you guys are interested in having a virtual assistant business run your cleaning business, check out ZiggyVA.com. So uh, we were using ZiggyVA.com for our cleaning business and they literally ran our business for us. Mm-hmm. And the owners of the businesses, she she does amazing. She works with like Rihanna and Oprah, like like makeup and stuff like that. She and pivoted from she cleaning pivoted. business to the makeup industry. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She got she got <laughs> really big. Sephora, her, her thing is in Sephora. She got really big. Her name is Christina and she's in she she was in Houston. But yes. she got really big, really fast. She's like, I, can't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm closing this down. It's not worth it. Mm. And I was like, yo, you, this is running our business. You can't close this down. She's like, well, what you want me to do? I was like, well, we can. So he was like, well, you want to buy it. it. What, do you think I, what do you think I said? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what, this was uh, February 2021. We're in 2022. Yeah, February 2021. I'm like, not another headache. I cannot. <laughs> we're dealing with, because so, we we're still in the business with the cleaning business. We didn't have our operations manager or anything then. But they were running a good 70% of our business. And I was like, well, if they close down, that's we me. Say, that's he's 70% like, 70% of your business gone. Right, right, I mean, right. we got to start picking that back up again. Yeah. He's like, so if we're paying a certain amount of money to them, we're going to save on that because we no longer have to, it's our business now, so we don't got to pay, right? And we could grow it. And it has grown. I won't yeah. lie. Like the first, I think the first three months, three to six months, we were in the red. And then we started, um, you know, we started changing things, pricing, structure, all things like that. And so it's been doing really well. Yeah. So we started that business. Well, we didn't start it, but we acquired that business. Mm -hmm. And that's just one of the businesses that they literally run our cleaning business for us. And now they run other cleaning businesses as well. So it's all uh, an ecosystem. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what that is. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest challenges was like, all right, this is going to be another business that's not going to make us any money right now. Mm -hmm. They were losing money. I was like, yo, how much? I was like, how much are they losing? And I think it was like, $700 $700 a month. I said, like, well, we're paying $700 a month. So if they were losing, we were paying, then we're not mm-hmm. paying that expense anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we don't have to make money from this business, just like right everything away. else we started. So now a year in, we're starting to make money. And it was like, all right, mm-hmm. well, we weren't losing no money. Now we're making money and it's running our business for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about other ways to kind of pivot this business into other streams Thanks. as well. Yeah. But just takes focus. Hmm. Okay. So I kind of want to segue into the actual course mm-hmm. and the community that you guys have created. Yeah from being successful in your own business. Uh, Once again, as we spoke about earlier in the podcast, you know, there was no blueprint for what you guys are doing. Mm -mm. You guys then in turn created that blueprint. What what does that look like? Uh, I've seen that y'all had amazing success. Y'all work with Donnie. Like she's helped take y'all to to the next level. Like, can Mm -hmm. y'all talk about some of that? Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) cleaningbusinessuniversity.com. I said, if we have the, we have the, we have the testimonials 
from ourselves. People are asking oh. questions. Why don't we turn this into a digital business? Guess what she said? No. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I would like you guys to respond back. No. So she said um, no. But we were trying to figure out. I mean, that was once again, I guess that's uh, technically that was the year where I guess digital products boomed. There's always been uh-huh. digital products, but during the pandemic, that's when it boomed. But I'm like, who's going to want to buy from us? That was my thing. Like, nobody's going to want to listen to. I was like, I think people will more want to hear about the debt story, the paying off debt, because the cleaning business is so specific, right? Mm -hmm. If you talk about like, I can help you with marketing, I can help you with podcasting, that's such a broad thing that anybody can do. I'm like, I don't think many people is going to want to do the cleaning business. And we spoke to some people that they was like, well, that's a good thing. Like when you niche down, that is a good thing. Um, So we went on an IG live, right? We didn't have a course or anything. We had a landing page on Gumroad, a picture, not even a landing page. And we said, if we get 10 people to buy, (laughs) then we'll record this course. We didn't have it or anything. We went on, answered some questions at the end. We pitched it, if you will. We got like 12, 15 people to buy. I'm like, damn, we got to record it, huh? (laughs) We got to record this thing because now we got people that put money down that's Mm -hmm. ready. And we kind of just did like a pre-sale, essentially. Like, all right, this is the price before. Once we launch it, then it'll be this price. And that's how how we started the Cleaning Business University. Yeah, so we created a whole (laughs) curriculum on the things that we wish we knew when we started. We have it already ready, like whenever the live was up. Yeah, while we was on the lava, I, I created that landing page. I, to, yeah. I went to Canva, and it was like, I didn't want to overthink the process. We already had it documented. Yeah, that was one did. of the things. So we already we had our process documented, mm-hmm. how it took us four weeks to start our cleaning business. And we already had the process documented. I said, we outline this process and sell it. People will want the information. Mm-hmm. So we created an A to Z curriculum, how you could start and scale your cleaning business. Now we say the six figures, because that's where we were. Now it's seven figures, because that's, that's where we, we are. are. <laughs> and our students have done over $4 million in the cleaning industry. Without cleaning houses, yeah, this is this is two years. They've opened in thirty three plus states. Thirty five plus um, states. They've <laughs> completed over twenty five thousand cleanings, and this mm-hmm. is just we haven't gotten the stats for this year as of yet. This but quarter, yeah. this quarter, but that's where they are, and we got thousands of students at this point. Um, testimonials after testimonials mm-hmm. of how to start and scale a cleaning business without cleaning houses, and that's kind of cleaningbusinessuniversity dot com. Oh. Yep, man, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah, pressure, man. So. Over 35 states. With that, you guys started during the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. I I remember, once again, we follow y'all. We talk to y'all. And I remember you're like, you know what? I think I want to take this to the next level. And I think that's whenever y'all started working with Donnie. Mm -hmm. I remember you tweeted something. You was like, you know, my coach told me charge this much, but I'm kind of apprehensive about Mm -hmm. this. Can we speak about how having that coach help y'all take it to the next level? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had two different mindsets. Number one, she didn't want to start it. And number two, I wanted to start it. Two different mindsets. She wanted to charge a certain price for the information. And I was nervous because the circles that I were in were doing low ticket um, items. So it was like, well, people aren't paying for those. People aren't paying for high ticket items. But in actuality, the circle you I was in, in wasn't yeah. paying for those <laughs> items. And once we got a coach that moved us from one circle to the next and showed us what people are paying and even um, Danielle Leslie, we met with her and she's one of, she's done millions in the, in the teaching industry on how to start and scale courses. Yeah. And we weren't in her circle. We wasn't in those circles until we got a business coach. She's like, here's what people are actually paying. Here's what people are doing. And that kind of moved us from the low ticket price point 
and to the high ticket price point. And what that allowed us to do was change our customer testimonials. Mm-hmm. It was less about, I can't log in. How do you start? It was more about, all right, I'm at the six figure phase. How can I grow to seven? It's more about, all right, I'm at, you know, I'm at high five figures. How do I grow and scale into the community? And the questions that, the questions that were changed from that low ticket to the high ticket was what took us from a couple thousand to the million dollar mark in course sales and digital mm-hmm. products. So that was mm-hmm. a huge shift for us. Yeah, I and I'm laughing because I said no to Donnie too. Uh, he was like, we should bring a coach in, and I'm like, I'm like ten for ten, man. I'm always, yeah. dude, I always say that though. All of my businesses started because of you, and you you don't be wrong. So I, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying you are, but um, I remember, yeah, he was like, I think we should get a coach. We should. I'm like, where, where you found this person at? <laughs> he was like, listen to a podcast. I'm telling you, I think it would be helpful. I'm like, okay, and it has been a game changer. We wouldn't have been where we are now if we didn't have a coach. Some of the pivots, the, some of the pivots that we made from by ourselves to work with her was just the price point was number one, um, metrics was number two because where we were on the old platform versus the new. Now we're on Kajabi, that allowed us to see. All right, she's like, well, how how much people are completing the course? What type of questions they're asking? Where are they commenting? And so I would say price point, metrics, um, advertising yourself. She's like, you got to change the way you guys market this. Like, you mm. got to change the way you approach the conversations. Um, yeah. You got to put this out there more. Because back then we were do- we were putting it out there a little bit, but now you it's in our bio. Mm. It's like who what we're known who for. We, are, yeah. we were in the airport. This guy was like, yo, you're the cleaning business coaches, right? I was like, right. I guess so. So <laughs> it changed our marketing, changed and our advertising, commercials, as my mother said, ads. ads. Yeah, every yeah. single. Like, yeah, oh, you don't see them. Like, you always I have guess this. Ads could be commercials. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it just changed everything about just what we were to where we are now. Yeah, that's what's up. I think what, I kind of I, I, I wanted to get into the switching from low ticket to high ticket, right? Okay. Yeah. Because like I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. Um, I know you mentioned yourself charging your worth. It, one of the big things that helped was moving your circle. Mm-hmm. But like whenever it talk, I'm talking about like changing the people you're targeting, right? Mm-hmm. So what were some of the things that y'all did to change? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I guess your target audience over from that low-ticket person to that high-ticket audience. So, I, you had something? Going. Before we begin, to, well, you could, I'll let you go right now, but it wasn't even about changing. The, char- the target was important because we're starting a business. This is not something that's like you do it it's, this is a business. Mm-hmm. It takes funds. So we said, if we create the higher, we create a higher barrier of entry. These people should have some business funds ready to go to launch their business. You can't really start a business with no money. So we was like, we were getting people who, you know, let's say back then, I don't even say what the price was because it was just embarrassing. But those people just buy it. Less than $27. Now you want to talk about no, what the no, price no, was. No, 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 not less than twenty seven. No, 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 no. But it was it was low. And it was low. It was people that were just me, buying though. it and just seeing on the information. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the people who were paying higher ticket prices, they were they had money in their pocket ready to start and launch a business. We have ran our business for five years. This is not something that we plan on getting rid of. So we want people who are ready to go into this thing long term and not just somebody who just buys just to buy. No. We want it to sting a little bit. We want it to hurt just a little bit so that you could think about it before you actually buy it, which is very important. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it wasn't necessarily the change in um audience, but I think that the energy your energy behind behind the product like am i showing my showing up as a 500 dollars product or a 27 dollars product like what what how am i presenting as well even if you tell me my thing is worth that i don't have to believe that i can still show up in a certain way so i think that that was big because when we were changing the pricing i remember 
we got like one sale. He got nervous and our um, coach was like, but Anthony, how are you? Like, are you showing that nervousness when you're selling? Like, is that what's mm. happening? Because it is like you're still thinking that you should be this under $100, right? That's what you're believing. Mm-hmm. But you see the return. You see the testimonial. So we know that it's worth more than that. The ROI is what makes it worth more than that, right? Mm-hmm. If you're making 10000 within a, a month and you're paying less than $100 for a product, that doesn't even make sense, yeah. right? <laughs> so that is, I think, the shift in mindset and then starting to believe in knowing your worth was what helped us and me saying, like, no, we changing this price. <laughs> yeah. And and that was kind of the thing that I wanted to highlight, too, is once you guys did shift to that higher ticket, the investment part. Mm-hmm. I feel like more mm-hmm. people who took the course, they actually look like, okay, if I just spent $500 on this, I need to complete this yeah. because, like... Yo, I put this I money put this in. Money what, what do I have to do to get this money back to recoup right, exactly. it? Right, exactly. Right. I bought. I, I I'm a high ticket person all the way because the problem is, is that <laughs> if I buy something that's so low ticket, I won't believe that it works. Mm-hmm. And if I'm telling you that we've made a million dollars in our cleaning business and our investment was less than a thousand dollars. That sounds absolutely nuts. Yeah. Like it sounds unbelievable. It sounds like a scam. And it sounds like I was watching, mm-hmm. I was literally watching a uh, info commercial last night and this guy said it was a, it was a church infomercial. Oh man. But I, I was, I couldn't it. sleep. I, I couldn't, I couldn't it. sleep. It was on a black network. You and need, you need your personal pair package. You do a miracle. It was a miracle water product. And he said, if you, oh if I send God. you, if I send you this free product that it was his energy. He yeah. Said, if I send you this free product, it will it will save your finances. And he got and I looked him up, and he's made million dollars with this 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 product. And it was it was a scam, but his energy showing up was different, so people were believing it. <laughs> and it's like if I have if 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 I get you to believe that this product is worth it, no matter what it is, you're gonna pay. It was a free product, but my goal is to make that product sting a little bit, just so you have to think about the investment you're putting in. Mm-hmm. So that was like the goal with take it. it more seriously. Take it more seriously. I bought I bought very high end. Products and I guarantee you, I finished every single one of them. My mm-hmm. highest, my highest course that I purchased was probably three thousand dollars, and it's made us over a million dollars at this point. And it wasn't because mm-hmm. of, it wasn't because of the price point of that information. It was because I took it more seriously. Mm-hmm. I was like, I put three thousand dollars into this. I'm gonna use. This. I'm gonna use this. I'm leaving it with something. I'm leaving it <laughs> with something. It's like we didn't make that money immediately, <laughs> but it was over the course of the years, and it's changed our mindset so much. Mm-hmm. So um, that was what the price point was about. Hmm. That's. A, Major gems right there. I ain't gonna lie. Like that energy, I never really thought about that. You said something important, Janika. Like, how are you showing up? Mm-hmm. Because I never really thought about it. Like, you coming in trying to sell a thousand dollar product, like, yeah, man, it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. You, know what I'm like, you, you got all this energy, whatever you talk about. Yeah, it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, you're not. That. I'm gonna say it with my chest, right? <laughs> I'm gonna say it with my chest. It's kind of like, I think about like dress for the job that you want you know how people say mm-hmm, that like you know what I mean so, not the job you have so even if like I'm just gonna keep showing up I'm gonna keep bringing value and showing you and like you said I'm not gonna be timid about it this is the price like the price is the price You, and I'm not gonna be for everybody and that's okay that's okay too I think people have to understand that as well you're not gonna be for every customer and then we take that same there's Walmart customers mm-hmm. there's Target customers that's okay we take that same <laughs> mindset in our cleaning business too because we know that we focus on higher ticket customers we focus on high end customers we focus on the customers that's not worried about a potential recession they're like yo I need my house clean regardless regardless of what you I'm not gonna be home or I'm, I, my goal is to save time they're like I don't care about a recession I can't clean my house I need somebody to do it so those yeah. are the customers we focus on because there's a needs based business they're always gonna need somebody so that's the that's the way you gotta focus in and kind of shift your, your mindset too mm-hmm. we first started we was like alright we 
want every customer. No, we know what clients we want. We know what customers we want. Mm-hmm. And we know how we could best serve those customers too. Because they're going to show up differently. They're going to leave their key. They're going to be like, yo, I'm going to pay the highest end. I'm going to show up whenever you need me. It's like, those are customers you really want. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that back because I did want to circle back to the customer point. You guys ever thought about doing commercial or y'all strictly residential customers with your cleaning? What, what's y'all uh, target audience with that? We're strictly residential, but we're not against commercial. We just haven't done commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had our students that taken our course and went on to do commercial. Um, so it's something that we discuss when we think about growing. The company just continue to grow. Commercial definitely would be something that we would do. We just haven't done it personally with mm-hmm. our business. Yeah. And mm-hmm. My second question with that, with the growing part, you know, we talked about like the Ubers and stuff like that. Would y'all mm-hmm. think about actually creating some type of platform? Just for cleaners where y'all can kind of become one of those companies like that? Yeah. That would be hard. Yeah. We thought about it. We thought about it. it definitely had a, we're we not discussions about Anthony it. Anthony came to you with the idea. Yeah, but I was for it this time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nah, we can't do that. She wouldn't. <laughs> we can't do They're that. They're like, this is too, nah. too easy over yet. I'm like, nope. I mean, it ain't going to work, bro. Oh, God. Like, it ain't going to work. That's hilarious. No, it. we have thought about it, but we um, haven't fully implemented or flushed it out of what that would look like. People paying to be on it. There's so the many different ideas. Optimization of doing it in every state, what that price looks like, you know. So there's so many things. Um, but yeah, we've had that discussion. Or, you know, should we franchise it? Because some people think when they take our course that they're like, yeah. like we have part of the core of their company. And I'm like, shit, maybe we should. Maybe I should mm-hmm. have 10% of what you bring in. That's, what, that's <laughs> nothing our culture is saying. 10% of what you bring in. I will be close to a billionaire by then if that was the case, right? So. Those type of things is kind of like, how do we continue to expand and grow? It's mm-hmm. discussions that we're having. She's like, if you take 10% of a million dollar business, that starts to add up over time versus trying to get these little bits and pieces of people who are doing a little bit. She's like, you should think about that. So those are just different conversations that we have. But mm-hmm. it's, it's all about timing and kind of where you put your, your pieces. That's fire. Y'all, just, y'all thinking big. I was like, y'all thinking you have big. To. I like that. So one of the things I wanted to get into with y'all as well, y'all got... Miss Ilani here, y'all baby. Um, how are y'all building wealth for y'all daughter? Yeah. So the first thing we did was we had a, before she was born, we had a bank account for her. Yeah. So that was a discussion too. Before she was born, I'm like, well, we need to just have this money here. He's like, for what? I said, I don't know. No we kid, just, no nothing. We just had a baby we account. We just had a baby account and it was growing. Baby heart zog. Yeah. And then when we knew before that we were, yeah. Before she was then pregnant. Then when we knew we were pregnant, we were like, okay, let's just put more money into it. Um, but then since she's been born, we've opened a 529, a custodial account and life insurance oh. for her. So those are like the ways that for her specifically, but of course we have life insurances, we have businesses, we finally finished our trust and all that information. So if anything was to happen, she would be set essentially. So those are the ways that we are building wealth. So we knew we wanted to have a kid. So from before we just were putting money into an account, a sub account. I yeah. love it. Black I trust fund babies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I ain't gonna, I've been I've been having that was a burning desire of mine. You could have just, just, just tagged in on that question. Oh, my <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> rich baby. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I, we need more of that though, really. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, because yeah. it's a conversation that people have been having online for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Like, trust and wills and all these things. It's like to see it do, getting done in real time is inspirational and it's like hey you can do this like it's not just talk on the internet you know what I'm saying right. you can actually this start a trust life. for your baby and whenever you see you got life insurance for her, I never mm-hmm. even thought about getting life insurance for a baby like you talking right. like whole life so there's a is few it, can you buy whole life for a baby so I want to go back before we get there so the trust was not it's not as easy as I thought it was uh-huh. number one it takes a lot of work 
Well, it depends on what you have, right? Yeah, it depends. If you don't have because we have multiple businesses, multiple properties, and so that takes a lot to change all that over. It's, it is a lot of work. <laughs> so number one, yeah, and so number two, we have life insurance for her because one of the reasons is that it, it could build it could build money to the life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So we're putting money to it every single month, and by the time she's eighteen, she'll have a couple hundred thousand in that in but that policy. Mm-hmm. And if she decides that she wants to take the money out and invest it, she can. Yeah. Um, the 529 was also very important too because people are like, oh, what happens if they don't go to college? Right now, we know kids probably won't be going to college in the future. It's like, they'll have the option, but we like, we want to give you the option too. And, yeah. then we and also- you can also, some people don't know this, you can transfer the 529 to a different kid. Like if this mm-hmm. kid decides not to go, you have another one. Mm-hmm. Somebody in this household going to college. You can even <laughs> do it for like a relative for, kid too, right? You can do 529s for uh, like, Private 12 school. expenses as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Private yeah. school. Depending on, yeah. There's and so there's many other edu- educational routes too that mm-hmm. if she wants to use that. And then we got the brokerage account as well just as another means just to diversify. If she wants to borrow against that when she's 18 or whatever she decides to do. Um, it's very important. And our trust is set up so that at she gets, she gets the ability to access her funds at 25, 30, mm-hmm. and 35. I think so, yeah. We feel like at between 25, you might be still out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30, you're probably a little bit more established in your life. At 35, you know what you want to do in life. Mm-hmm. So we gave her we gave her different amounts, different, we gave her 33% at each stage of her life to decide mm-hmm. what she wants to do. Hey man, that's dope, dog. Yeah, that's Alan Iverson plan. Don't give it to all of you. Can't. Oh, no, 20, no, no. 20, 20, 20, 25, you can't. 2020, 2025. I mean, I mean, I don't know how LeBron did it because he was how old getting millions of dollars. Like, the, I, can't I don't even, know. I know he spent some of it wrong. But no, yeah, yeah. But, no, but you still never heard his name bad in the press. Wow, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. So, I don't know what Alani gonna be doing at you know? 18. He's like, listen, <laughs> 25, you you starting to get things together. 30, you're kind of solid at that point. 35, you should be good mm-hmm. with the rest. So. We want black trust fund babies, but we don't need no Paris Hiltons. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. It. So yeah. I kind of want to ask y'all go from negative mm-hmm. $114,000 in mm-hmm. debt. Mm-hmm. What's today's net worth? That's a good question. Well, the market is crazy right now. <laughs> so I stopped checking. I only check when it's, it's, it's um, I understand, my dog. Trust me, I do. I, I used to be one of those that checked a lot. You initiate my vibe. I just initiate my vibe. Listen. You should check all the time. Listen, when you when you when you what you track grows, what you what you follow grows. But I stopped checking. And I check every probably every quarter. Last time I checked, it was like 1.1 1. 1, uh, million. And where it is right now, I don't know because I haven't <laughs> checked. But that was a that was a couple months ago. It's yeah. probably three months ago, maybe. Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. Cause again, the money that's down right now, it's if it's in the stock up. market, it's yeah. gonna come back. We already yeah. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't nowhere I else. Did yeah. see something super interesting mm-hmm. though, um, from Michael Burry earlier today. He was talking about, he kind of compared the NASDAQ Mm -hmm. to 2000, right? So from, I think it was like 98 to 2000, the NASDAQ ran up crazy and then it fell and it took 15 years to recover. Mm. We're going to get into this on the next episode too, Mm -hmm. because it's very similar, the two years of the past years from 2020 to 2022, the run up is similar. So I'm like... I wonder if we're into something like that because I've heard years. I've heard of this concept of the lost decade that Mm -hmm. a lot of you know fear monger YouTube type people pushing. But at the end of the day, even if it's that we're gonna be alive in ten years, Mm -hmm. as long as you own the assets. You, yeah, don't it's gonna. It doesn't matter. It'll bounce they, back eventually. You're gonna continue to accumulate, and then whenever it does shake back, now you're in an even better position. Yeah, yeah as long as you're not selling, man. man, we we got no plans to sell anything we got. So, mm-hmm. um, even with our, I mean, even with our properties, like we knew, we talked about 
and businesses losing money. Like our, per, our first property, we realized we ain't make no money that first year. We lost seven thousand, eight thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, taxes are in, in pocket. This pocket. was this we made pocket. it and then lost it. Taxes, we're we going, you know, that's going to be under the rug. But <laughs> <laughs> when the tenant moved out, yeah, when the tenant moved out, they they trashed the property, and we had to we had to put that money right back, and we were we were cash flowing pretty good, but that money went right back into mm-hmm. renovating that property. And we was like, that's the nature of the business because the, the goal is not to make the money today; it's to make money five, ten years from now. You know, so we'll we'll be there when 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 things start to kick back mm-hmm. up in fifteen years. Hopefully not fifteen, yeah. but. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know, but we gonna keep pushing. Yeah, that's the yeah. goal. Keep pushing, man. Yeah, so, Anthony and Janoka, I'm thankful again that y'all came and joined us on the podcast uh, to get into the last few closing questions. I want to mm-hmm. ask you both: What is a personal finance tip or principle that you both live by that you like to share with our audience? Mm, I gotta think on that one. You got one yet already? No, I usually have something ready to go like that. So, a personal finance tip that I say live by is just knowing your numbers whether that's whether that's how much you make and how much you're spending whether that's your budget whether that's your debt because i think i said this a few times but what you what you focus on grows so i would say knowing your numbers whatever that may be for you would be extremely important mm, you still want budgeting is mine you can say so. budgeting go ahead <laughs> knowing your numbers um financial Teamwork tip. Make the dream work let's get yeah, it yeah yeah i would say i would say budgeting was a game changer for us letting your money um like knowing what your money is going is the you know the way we operated was like well we paying our bills so we know what's happening right but not really once you sat down and put every dollar towards something we're like mm, we have extra six hundred this month what are we doing with that you know that can go towards that so I say budgeting um, is a game changer if you're not doing it um, and you need to budget for everything I think that's the other thing people think you just budget for like bills but we were budgeting for brunches Ubers that's in our budget mm-hmm. too so I think that that's something that people miss make sure you're budgeting for everything you plan to do yeah fun money yeah fun money because yeah. I mean Unless you want to live that life, but we still want to have fun. So we mm-hmm. had to budget it in. Maybe it wasn't the amount we usually would do, but it still was there. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. So I kind of want to get in my two questions. It was going to be three. But hey, man. Sorry. Questions. I had to snipe you down. <laughs> so my first question is, are you frugal or are you a flexor? Mm. A combo, I would say. No, I'm not frugal. Nobody's frugal. Sorry, no, we're not frugal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I'm like, I wouldn't say a flexor though. That's like extreme for me. So, that word. Well, is extreme. why would you say you're not frugal? Because we're not frugal. I don't know. I don't know but, how to. Like, do you think it's a like? Does it sound like frugal is not a positive connotation for you? Is like, is like I don't think frugal spendthrift. You know, hmm, I I I don't think frugal is a bad word. But most of the time when I think of frugal, I think of somebody being cheap. I would say you're very yeah, we're conscious of our spending, probably yeah. more than frugal. Yeah, yeah, we're aware of how much we're spending. Like, all right, how much that cost? I'm not just going blowing bags at stores either. I'm gonna be planning it out and things like that. We a good um, mixture between both. Yeah, because I can't say we're frugal because I'm wearing a Rolex, but I, it was very <laughs> That's well an investment, Anthony. Yeah, but it was very well planned, and we right. said when we, you know, it was like when we make a hundred thousand in a month, it's like, I'm gonna go get the my watch, and I was like, well. Nah, I don't want to, I'm not ready to do that. And then we hit a million. It's like, she's like, all right, you're going to keep pushing this gold hose back. So mm-hmm. I think we're very conscious of our spending. So I but think we we're, do spend when we want. Like, we go into Paris and she's already lined up which bag she's going to yeah, get. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. That might, that could go into an asset, you know? <laughs> but I think we're a good mixture of both, honestly. That's crazy because some of those bags are assets too. Ashley Ann was telling, like, just like the Rolex, uh-huh. Ashley Ann was like, yo, some of these Birkins, you can resell them for. Yeah. 
Chanel, yeah, these things are timeless. The yeah. These things are timeless. They don't, they don't, that's like my bracelet. I have a Cartier love bracelet. It's the same type of thing where like a Rolex over time, it's always been, it's always going to be this and can, you can always sell it for more. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. That's crazy. That's what I've so been a mixture of both, I would say. <laughs> but I, the thing with us is that he's like, whatever we buy, he's like, that's not an asset. I'm like, whatever I buy, I don't need it to be an asset. I just want it. If I want it, that's okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's where our money that's how that's battle how goes. Differs, yeah. Because he's like, that's not bringing in any income. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and? Everything can't bring in money. Exactly. I work for this. That's okay. <laughs> so so yeah. my last question is, do you have life insurance? Which I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, we've always had life insurance. I've had it like my mother took it out for me when I was younger. Then we had it through our jobs. Um, but then I think the past two years we got the right amount, I should say, because our jobs give like a hundred thousand, not much. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were speaking with our financial advisors and they're like, you're making too much money. A hundred thousand would not sustain if either one of you died. So Yo, funeral is like 30,000. So like, yeah. yeah. Crazy. My best friend passed and we I had to, mm-hmm. I was working with his mom cause she's an immigrant, like with the life insurance and the job. So I'm like, that's a lot of and work. And that doesn't kick until after. So it's I didn't the know. whole thing. It's a process yeah, to get that process. money out. You talking about like the life insurance, like the actual yeah, death to benefit? Pay, death yeah, benefits? to pay for the actual funeral. Like you, you gotta, gotta have that show money. them. You show like the, where, where certificate did people of die? Death? Yeah, you should show the certificate of death. You show that you have insurance, but the payment doesn't kick into like so after all that. It's damn near like a uh, transactional like a loan. Yeah, almost. it is. Like, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. At that yeah. point, you gotta you gotta pay for it. And yeah, they you gotta show pay you the funeral back. home that you have the insurance. So they're like, and okay, they loan, they kind of loan you the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot that goes into those policies, man, especially through your job. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, we do have life insurance. <laughs> Everybody should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all for yes. responding upon that. Um, so please let the people know where can they follow y'all, keep up with y'all, if they want to get the cord, <laughs> any, anything like that. You do your commercial. So mm-hmm. you guys could find us. You guys could follow us on the no, hard you job. You do your commercial of the cleaning business. I'll handle that part. <laughs> so if you guys want to start and scale a six or seven figure cleaning business, you could check out cleaningbusinessuniversity.com. Cleaningbusinessuniversity.com. It's the A to Z curriculum on how you can start and scale a six or seven figure cleaning business without cleaning any houses. And the yes. link will be Below in the show notes somewhere. Somewhere. Yes. And um, you can find us at the Heart Shimoni across TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, not Twitter though. Um, and that's the Heart Shimoni, the H-A-R-T-R-I-M-O-N-Y, which is a play on our last name in the matrimony. It was our wedding hashtag and it's become our brand. Um, and then we also have the Heart Dog Hustle podcast that we've started and we've been doing. Woo-hoo. We are closing in on a year. Come through and listen to us. We talk about everything from business to relationship to being new parents to all of the above. So yeah. those are the places that you can find us. I love it. it. Uh, For all the people, Anthony, I've got to ask you, man, for Cleaning Business University, can we get a little slash BWR behind that joint for everybody special? You know, we got you. Show them a little love on the BWR. So I ain't going to ask you. We just talked about prices. I ain't going to ask the man to get y'all it for like $100. We can't do that. That's disrespectful, but he can show y'all a little love. I may can give you off $100, but I can't give it to you. If you guys sat here and watched or listened to us his entire 
some odd time. We're going to make sure we bless the audience members. We're going to make mm-hmm. sure we give y'all some sort of something off the top and we will make sure they have a special link as well. Yeah, that's love. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that. That's love. I got yeah, to gotta, gotta ask the okay from the wife, but we're going to make sure we bless y'all with something. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I get the green light on that. <laughs> I, love I love it. So again, Anthony and Janika, thank y'all so much for joining us. Um, before we get out of here, guys, we're going to hop into a couple house cleaning items. As always, y'all, please make sure y'all rate, like, comment, subscribe, leave that five-star rating review Views my brother throwing up ten fingers over there showing. Uh, we need it all, man. Hit it twice for you. if you it like something. If you got some value out of this episode, uh, definitely make sure you share it with somebody. Uh, I've definitely enjoyed this. This was a good time. Mm-hmm. It was um, a great refresher. Great catching up with definitely guys. Yes, thanks for having Learning us. more about the journey. Um, mm-hmm. Again, Jalen mentioned it at the beginning. Looking to get a studio, so y'all make sure y'all y'all pitch in, chip in, whatever y'all got. Uh, we also got different products and things for sale. I know we mentioned their course. If you click the link in the show notes, there are different things that you can purchase from BWR. Uh, you can learn improving your credit. Uh, what we got? What else? We got the budgeting spreadsheet. Yeah. Help you track your finances. We also have the book Manage Your Money Like the One Percent. Uh, once again, that goes into debt. That goes into how to pay off your credit. That goes into your risk tolerance with assets, and it introduce you into different asset classes as well. Um, I also want to highlight the Black Men Summit. Got to. This is for all the fellas out there. Make sure you buy your tickets to the Black Men Summit. This is going to be something that we are doing to impact the community, something to uplift the brothers, something to give our head of households a direction to change the narrative in our community. So make sure you buy your tickets. This is going to be a three-day event Friday. We're having a mixer slash informational. We're partnering with the Baddie Brunch. So I know we said black have ladies summit, in the building. So we are going to have ladies in the building where y'all can come out, y'all can meet uh, the women, and y'all can network with the brothers that are going to be at the summit the Saturday. The uh, summit is from 9 to 5. We're going to have some great speakers. Um, we have panels on wealth building, legacy, uh, health, and we also have one on wealth. So make sure y'all get all of uh, that information. I think you said it, world twice, brother. Did I say it? Uh, community. Community, I'm sorry. Health, wealth, community, and legacy. legacy. So yes, mm-hmm. those are going to be the four panels. Um, and then that third day, we're doing something at Texas Live for the Dallas versus Detroit Lions uh, football game. You'll get some special VIP tickets to be in that atmosphere. And then later that evening, we're going on a boat tour to uh, cap off the weekend. So y'all make sure y'all get those tickets. Link in the show notes, man. Black Men Summer is going to be something special. Mm-hmm. Brothers, if you building and you not bullshitting, I need to see you in the building. And even if you is sh- bullshitting and you want to start building, <laughs> I need you to as well. Just show up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, on that note, y'all, this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. 
I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.